What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. What if kittens play the clock and and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Rarig, your host, and today I am joined by one of my very good friends. He is an actor. He is a writer. He is now officially a star of the What If World podcast, because oh, you're going to love him. Uh, oh, boy. My friend and soon-to-be-yours, Kevin Swanstrom. Hey, so glad to be here. Thank you so much, Kevin, for coming. Now, this is a really weird thing for me because we're actually in the same room recording together. We, what? We are? Yeah, that's how you can see me and not over a screen like how we were interacting for a lot of the last two years. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. starting to click. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're vaccinated. We're boosted. We are hanging out in person and uh, in beekeeper suits yeah true extra layers to, mm-hmm. 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 beekeeper suits with a plastic face shield over it but then we put the mics inside so if there's any echo you can blame that for it but i digress we need to get to our questions and the first comes from a listener named isadora hi i'm isadora i really like dogs and my what if question is what if could get up and walk around and when when they walk around what they sell drops on the floor thank you whoa uh stores walking around that sounds really convenient actually i like that idea yeah it's like a convenience store almost oh wow i've never that's a that's i've novel. never heard of that <laughs> um, but we do have one more question and this is a writing question from a patron named violet Violet asks, what if owls gave you mail, like in Harry Potter? Good question. I've always wondered. You know, we don't really send letters often enough anymore. You're right. But I think that if owls dropped off mail, I'd be writing letters all the time. What? It would be fantastical, certainly. You'd be like, well, I want to see the owls today. I mean, they're flying all over the sky. They're at every house. Yeah, we'd need billions of owls. <laughs> you'd need so many owls. It would be a disaster. Right. Uh, there would be a lot of cleanup, let's say. No more mice, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, we need mice, too. Okay, we'll have to figure this out, do more workshopping on the owl mail. But mm. in What If World, fortunately, things are a lot simpler than that. We can just make it be. So, Let's find out. What if stores could get up and walk around, and when they walk around, what they sell dropped on the floor? And what if owls gave you mail, like in Harry Potter? Folks, you're not going to believe it. Today was the grand opening of a brand new store. Everyone in What If World was so excited because there, I mean, there really weren't that many stores in What If World. There was a grocery store once. That was a long time ago. Anyway, new store. That's the main point here. Everyone's gathering around. They haven't even uncovered the sign yet. And just at that moment, the store seemed to start to shake and shimmy and groan. 
and the cloth backdrop over the sign fell off, revealing the words that said, Buckaroos Everything Store. Wow, Buckaroos Everything Store. Oh, I have need of everything. Well, not all at once, but, you know, one thing at a time until I've got it all, said Abacus B. Grumbler. He was a wizard, and a very curious sort. He always wanted to learn new things. So, naturally, he wanted to be the first person in to Buckaroos. Uh, uh, Buckaroos, I wonder, is everything very cheap in here? I'm not seeing very many price tags. That's, ooh, that's Welcome very... to Buckaroos. Ooh. This is me, Buckaroo. A booming voice, Mr. or Mrs. or... Ms. What's the gender-neutral pronoun for? I am simply store. Okay, store. <clears throat> but you can call me Buckaroos. Okay, Buckaroos, store. Uh, you are really wonderfully impressive. A very big store indeed, and I can see you have all sorts of things. Now, how much would I pay for this for this squeezable hamster? Is this like a stress hamster? You could get one for four dollars, but you could get a dozen for five dollars. Uh, math? Listen, I'm a teacher. I don't want to learn math. You're right. And Abacus rushed right out of the store, Wait. holding his head and too confused to carry on. Folks, I'm sorry. There's something strange about that store. They're offering all these kinds of deals and numbers, uh, but there's no price tags on everything. I'll tell you what it's worth, though. It feels very bespoke, but you've got to talk to the person at the register who's just a booming voice. I found it, frankly, a little anxiety-producing. <laughs> That's when, behind Abacus, as he's speaking, you see the store rise up further and two hairy legs sort of sprout down like beanstalks to the ground and the front doors are flapping as if they're talking lips. Wait, no, I've got everything. Really, it's quite simple. Just come on in. Get what you like. I have it all. That sounds great, said Patty Pan, a flying green schnauzer. She zipped into the store and took a quick look around. Oh, wow, that looks all really, really great. Um, I don't have any money on me right now, so I'll just be back later. Bye. Oh, okay. And she zoomed out. But when she did, she brushed a little coffee mug at the very entrance of the store, where one keeps their mugs naturally. And it fell out of the store all the way down to the ground and in to the waiting hands of... A land octopus with lots of limbs for grabbing. Grabbed it. Snatched it right out of the air. A land octopus it was. And this octopus took a quick look at the mug, and their face just absolutely lit up. Oh, wow. Uh, a new mug. Wow. World's best... Lobster! What? It was so close! We're, oh, wow, world's best lobster. That's kind of close to what I am. Wow, thanks, store. Would you like to purchase the mug, or shall I simply just uh, give it away as a, uh, an opening gift? Oh, opening day gifts. I didn't realize that was, uh, that was an option. Yes, of course, please give it away. Uh, maybe a, a, a lobster suit to go along with this for my octopus friend, my land octopus friend. Oh, you know, the... of course. Um, uh, I suppose that can be part of the giveaway too. And Buckaroos takes a step back and as the store does, 
a lobster suit sort of slides down the aisles and out the open doors and falls gently down, landing perfectly on top of the land octopus. Oh, now that mug really suits you. Oh, wow. Uh, Now I'm a different kind of sea creature. This is pretty great. Well, let's get out of here before this window shopping turns into real shopping. Gotta pinch those pennies, you know? Oh, yeah, I think I've done my spare shopping for the day. I'm pretty good. Okay, goodbye, store. Bye. Bye. And with Abacus and the land octopus, everyone else just started sort of wandering away, leaving buckaroos with little choice but to follow after them. Oh, I don't think many people made it inside. Why don't you come peruse the many aisles? I have everything you might need. Yeah, hey, yeah, so I hear that you're giving away everything that we need today, so I'm just going to take, like, a submarine, you know, one that can go on land and under the sea, and maybe it can fly, and just fill that submarine full of sticks, like jerky sticks, you know, with extra stick juice inside of them. It was Fred the dog. He spoke a little strangely to some because his tongue was too long for his mouth. And he was writing quite the list of goods that he wanted to get from Buckaroos. And, uh, I don't know, a bib? Probably, I probably should get a bib. All of those things are available at the store for a price. Oh, so you trick us by saying that you're giving away free stuff for your opening day, but then you jack up the price? Pfft. Well, that's not how... I I meant to give the lobster uh, suit away uh, as an opening gift, but the rest, uh, well, I I can't- Hey, everybody, come listen. They're trying to say that they were giving away free stuff to some people, but not to other people. I think that's what you were getting at, right? Um, um, and as Buckaroo stammers, more things just start falling off the shelves and down into the ground for all to grab. Oh, wow! That's a great submarine! I mean, it's not as big as I wanted, but it's still pretty good! Yes, there is a pool-sized submarine. It's like a kiddie pool-sized submarine. And there is a full-on laundry machine comes crashing down, uh, landing safely. Wow, I'm gonna get my white so white. And a world's longest licorice rope drops down and dangles there. And it doesn't quite fall all the way out. It's still sort of stuck in the store, but someone could grab it. Oh, who's that? Tis I, Hoosilla the Owl. I've came to deliver you uh, just a letter. And Hoosilla the Owl flew up with a little letter held in her beak. Well, there you go. I think it might be from your parents. The mom and pop store? The very same. They're wishing you luck on your first day as a store. And Buckaroo opened the letter. Inside... It read as follows. It seemed like Mom and Pop were taking turns writing this letter. So, if you're hearing two voices, that's probably why. Dear Buckaroos, you are our child and also a store. And we are so proud of you. Our store is so open-hearted and was always there for whatever everyone needed. Yeah, I think that's a great quality for a store to have. Except... There's also another side of that. Just remember not to be too, uh... Did you tell him we're so proud of... I was just finished writing that. No, I... Don't forget that... I think we're forgetting what we were supposed to not forget to say in this letter. Don't forget to not remember that we'll sometimes... Well, people... Not always, though. Well, 
If you Oh, we ran out of paper. Well, you do you, store. I'm sure you'll figure out the lesson we were trying to impart. P.S. We are very proud of you. You had to turn the letter around to read that part. I'm hoping you remembered. Love, Ma, and Pop Store. We wrote that part on the envelope itself because we ran out of room on the letter and the back of the letter. I hope the mail carrier will still take this. <laughs> this letter. There's a lot of writing on the outside of it. That was written on a fine ribbon wrapped around the outside of the letter, of course. Oh, your parents seem a little confused sometimes, little one. They are. I love them dearly. They do get confused. I can even see that they wrote, I'm so proud of you, on one of your wings, it appears. Oh, yeah, they must have, yeah. Really ran out of paper. I know, well, you know, sometimes I'm a little too nice, too. You've been giving away a lot of stuff. You actually just gave away a, a year's supply of, of fried peas. So you That's know, a lot of peas. That's a, that's a lot of peas. I mean, your store's getting a little empty. Oh, wow. I didn't realize I'd given so much of myself away. Well, I can't tell you what you need now, okay? Because that's something that only you can know. But what I can say is we've got a barn full of owls that could come live inside you if you like. I can't deal with just being a store by myself. I suppose I need something inside the store to make sure that I don't get taken advantage of. Are you are you saying you need help, Buckaroo? I think I might. Well, there you go. So we owls can come and send your letters, and a few of us who maybe are getting a little old, we can just come and work the register for you. I mean, as an everything store, I do have a post office in the back. I think that would be lovely, and I think I would love the help. So, Husilla flew off to find her family, and as Buckaroos waited for Husilla the Owl to get back with the rest of her family, another potential customer walked up. Hey, uh, so I wanted to uh, bleach my socks, you know, with this washer machine that you got me, but uh, I I'm hearing that now bleach is, like, not the best thing for the environment. There's, like, natural oxidizers or things that we can use. Anyway, so just dump whatever it is that I need that's, you know, the most socially conscious. Uh, thank you. Oh, well, you can shop in... Aisle 14, of course, for what you might require, but, uh, I can't, uh, uh, simply give it away. What? Said Alabaster Zero, pulling up the collar of his dungaree jacket, which he thought made him look extra tough, but really didn't. Oh, you look so tough. What? You're the first person that's ever said that to me. Wow. Thanks. You know, I... I'm not good with confrontation. I'm sorry. You're right. This is a store. What was I thinking? <laughs> I can't just come around bossing people around. That was what was making me such a bad detective in the first place. Oh. That's a lot of backstory that I don't know if I needed. Uh, you're right. It's But thank you for sharing. Probably unnecessary <laughs> completely out of context. <laughs> it's as if I'm walking into your story from one of my own. We're all living our own stories. <laughs> all right, crime seed. Give me all your clues. Alabaster Zero, in this flashback, leaned over a very small caterpillar. Help, help. Uh, my house has been stolen from me. No, not your house. What did your house look like? 
It looked like an apple if you take a lot of bites out of every side of it and leave only the middle portion and then is out baking in the sun for years. <clears throat> so a tiny shriveled up apple core. I loved it. Of course you did. Of course you did. Now just tell me who stole it and uh, where they went and uh, how best I should go about capturing them. There was this real big fella, and they were running down the alley and shouting something crazy, and their foot just kind of stepped on top of my house, and as they walked away, it just stayed on the bottom of their foot, and they ran off with it. Okay, so I've got to catch a boot. That's about my speed. You just climb up on my shoulder, and uh, you and I... Eh, 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 I'm climbing up. Yeah, and when we get to the boot... You're going to do all the talking, okay? Because I've been sort of feeling out this whole detective thing, you know, and like, I'm like, maybe uh, maybe there's a new path for me out there. Oh, is this your first case? You don't well, look that tough. Well, hey, I mean, I haven't popped my collar yet. Hang on, let me just... Uh, no, it's still, still <sighs> not that tough. You know what it is? It's that my t-shirt's not white enough. I've been needing to bleach this. Hang on a second. I, I, I gotta go to the store. Oh, okay, yeah, just put my house getting stolen on the back burner. Five. So you see, if my t-shirt were whiter... Hang on, I think I lost the point here. No, I think I follow. Uh, you would look tougher. Yeah, and also, I've got to stop riding roughshod over people and making them do all the work and not taking responsibility for myself. I mean, this poor caterpillar who's still on my shoulder is here waiting for me to get bleach when their house is still... Hang on a second. Wait. Did I wear boots today? Wait a minute. Wait, wait, what's that? What's... Wait a minute. It's you! It's you! Oh, we found your house! Uh, you know what? I'm gonna have to buy an apple from you. Uh, preferably a really shriveled up one. I'm just gonna go ahead and climb up this red vine. It's arms day, so... You gotta, yeah, use your core, too. That's true. And actually, legs. People don't use their legs often enough when climbing. That's why the arms get really tired. Really? It's a whole body affair. It's a full body, you know, climbing. It's great exercise. You just gotta, uh, you know, to be safe about it. Make sure you got a crash pad. Uh, do you sell crash pads? I have everything. An Alabaster Zero climbed up into the store and bought environmentally friendly whitening oxidizer, a crash pad, and a brand new apple for this lovely caterpillar. Oh. Wow. My first sale. Oh, and before I leave, I can even write a letter and have it delivered by owls? Oh, that's right. The whole family's here already. Oh, cool. Let me just uh, write that and then... Oh, I get to use my new crash pad! What an eventful first day this has been. You know, I guess I didn't have everything after all. I didn't have employees, and I didn't have the knowledge that sometimes you've got to take care of yourself, too. Exactly. Just like how I pushed out the crash pad first. So now, just in case I fall, I'm going to be... And uh, Buckaroos quickly lowers down, turns up, opens the doors, Alabaster Zero falls in and lands on the entire rest of the display of crash pads. Whoa! Hey, I'm back! You know what? I actually forgot to buy lip gloss, so this is perfect. Aisle 14 also. The end.
All right, Kevin, we did it. <laughs> you know, improvising with a fellow improviser in the same room, things get a little kooky. Uh, <laughs> things get a little bit weird. <laughs> but I had such a blast. I want to thank Violet and Isadora for their questions. Thank you so much for helping us tell this story today. So, Kevin, I want to give you a chance to talk about anything you'd like since you've been such a huge help to me today. I do have a web series that I wrote and acted in all about being a third wheel. And this is something probably for adults only. So this is for the parents to enjoy. Sorry, kids. But it is got some, you know, good cringe comedy, some heart, and hopefully it's very relatable. And it's called? It's called Tricycles. It's great. I love Tricycles. Definitely, I would recommend it for just grown-ups. Just because it's grown-up relationship stuff, but it is, it is oh, very uncomfortable in the way of, like, we've just all lived through these dating situations, and a lot of them are just heightened and blown out to really funny places. Yeah, and some emotional moments, too. So It is at uh, tricyclesshow.com. Whoa, it has its own website. It's so easy. All right, thanks, Kevin. We'll see you later. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Greetings to Easton from Farrelise. I would just like to say that, that it's time for Alabaster Zero to cut in. Also to shout out Easton. Did you really need to cut in? We could have just gone together. Yes, Easton specifically asked me to interrupt you. Well, thank you, Easton. Thank you, Easton. And I'm Tarodactyl, here to give my first shout-out to siblings Cora and Max. They are from Livermore, California. Cora loves dinosaurs, like me, and she loves her younger brother, Max. I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, my producer Miss Lynn, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who are learning to speak up for your own needs. Yeah, that's the tough thing even for us grown-ups, right, Kevin? Yeah, it's hard to ask for help sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. And until we meet again, keep wondering. Keep wondering.